hello welcome to the monty dean show number three i've made it three weeks huzzah and of course i had to the sponsorships i've denied anyway i've been joined by melissa hocking hughes how are you melissa well hello monty dean i'm so pleased to be on the monty dean show well, yeah, you know, so I'm just going through my list of friends. Lucky it's long and colourful. Well, exactly, yes. Because so, uh, uh, one thing I had a problem with of uh, starting the show is like, now I have to have a guest each week. And so, panic. However, I'm doing so. Oh, it's been three weeks and no one's died. So everything's working out fine. You've been doing radio for a long time. There was a lot of radio interviews with a lot of different people. I think, you, I think you're going to manage. Maybe just go back through all the radio shows and call everyone again. <laughs> uh, well... Maybe. <laughs> See how we go. Now, for 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 uh, the for the customers, for the new listeners, um, you do like heaps weird stuff, eh? Uh, you're it's okay. You uh, you've got a website called QBI Healing. Do you want to just quickly explain what QBI Healing is? The dot com most people know, but what's the QBI <laughs> part? <laughs> Uh, yeah, look, a great way to find out about us is to go to QBIHealing.com and have a look around there later on and just listen to us now. Yeah. But uh, QBI Healing is uh, Quantum, Quantum Bioenergetics International was the original setup for the research and investigation into what became known to be a quantum community frequency that was somehow communicating through the human cell. Um, now, when I say back then and when it was called that, we're talking about 15 years ago that it was called that. Yeah. Um, but the way that these amazing frequencies showed themselves in the human cell was in the form of healing. Mm. So the first way we ever came to address that these were quantum frequencies that were somehow lifting vibrations, somehow causing a communication between vibratory cells, any living cells, um, was because I, I was going to work thinking I was just an ordinary everyday physiologist rehabilitating, you know, patients. Yeah. And yet my patients were rehabilitating way fast <laughs> like, yes. they were having spontaneous rehabilitation where they were being healed of uh, issues ailments injuries diseases things that we didn't think could be healed things that until I saw that myself I would have told you was permanent or terminal or chronic yeah. and um, it raised a big question about who the freak show was that was doing this that would be me <laughs> And uh, and also what the heck I was doing. And uh, at the time, you know, we're talking 15 years ago, I had no, no clue what I was doing, but I knew I could do it. And I knew I always had been able to do it. I was born with the ability to do it. Yeah. And I actually thought all through my childhood and all through this life, I thought everybody knew they could do it. Oh, yes, we've had a couple of those things where we've gone astral travelling can't everyone do that? <laughs> like that's just one. There's like three or four different ones, <laughs> which is quite amusing. So, uh, how, how did you get from uh, realizing that not everyone can do it because they just look at you strangely and walk back away slowly? Uh, and uh, how did you? Uh, what was the jump from the the science, the you know, the mainstream science to, dare I say, woo woo? Look, it did go into the woo-woo. I have a background that was very left brain. I was military and science and, you know, all math science and, mm. and loved life at that point. Like um, 
the military side of it really shocks people to hear that I was in the military and, and did what I did in the military because it doesn't seem to fit at all what a healer would be. But in fact, that's where I became a teacher. Yeah, uh, also, uh, it, sorry, you but it gives a bit of balance as well uh, through the military stuff and for what you did and also um, uh, a hint of discipline. If I may, just a hint. So, mm. and and also uh, being in charge of people, there's like uh, the the command structure. Uh, you don't have to tell people, you know, uh, Jenkins, I'll just send you to your death. It's uh, you can go <laughs> stand, you can stand on stage and command in that way. So it's um, having you, you dial back the commanding a aspect of it, so you can be entertaining instead of um, cranky. Well, <laughs> that's the best and, way of doing it. Well, the other side of it is when I am teaching this, and I do teach this all over the planet, um, when I'm teaching, I'm incredibly efficient. It's a really full-on course. <laughs> now, don't be scared <laughs> by that. No. <laughs> I'm not going to crack whips and tell you off, but what will happen is that I, I try and pack as much as I possibly can into the few days that people come and be under my guardianship to learn this ability um, so that when they go away, they process all of that for many, many weeks afterwards. It unfolds. I effectively stick the little, you know, condensed tablet in the water and let it fizz. Yeah, throwing, throwing so, seeds. Yeah. Yeah. So it's um. Sorry, it's can people? Very... Oh, sorry, I really should let you finish a sentence. <laughs> I'm used to my round tables, like yeah, you're waffling, you're rounding, but not you're not. You're you're not waffling, because uh, I'm I'm I've got a point that I want to share, which is uh. Now, people can get taught this, but uh, we everyone has this ability anyway, don't they? It's we're um, as a species we've forgotten it, or um, is it completely new? Or there's there's an element like you've you've had you didn't have that block. You've actually were born going, oh, I can do this, and you're not special because everyone else can do it. What That's you are right. making, it, what you are special because you're waking people up to um, this power and ability. Oh, I'm just a teacher. Yeah. I have I have a phenomenal ability, and you and I know that. You've known me for a long time. I have yeah. a phenomenal ability in healing. Uh, I'm sure I've been given this incredibly strong ability to help people heal themselves because I'm here to teach it. It's to grab yeah. the attention of the people that need to know. They already have this within them. Yeah. And um, But we should probably go backwards a little bit because we do know each other and we've jumped a lot of guns where people don't actually know what I do. Yeah. So <laughs> um, uh, beside me here, here is a book. <laughs> like, you can and you're on it. <laughs> That's me on it. That's the. Oh, I brushed my hair more that day. A bit neater. But um, there's actually a new book coming out that, of, of course, it's the latest book. So I'm like, yeah, get that one. It's great because it's new and I've just finished it. But, <laughs> so, but of course, at the moment, one of the things, uh, and at the time that we're recording this, coronavirus is just starting to creep its way across the planet. The world is in uh, the world. The human race is in panic. It can only be called panic at this stage. Uh, the timing of when we're doing this interview is fascinating too because we will talk about viruses later for sure. Mm -hmm. What I work in is what we call quantum bioenergetics. Now, we've called it that because that's what it does, that's what it is, not because it's trademarked, not because it's special, uh, not because it's a business name. Quantum bioenergetics is the use of quantum community frequencies used via any living cell to trigger that cell to rebalance itself, to bring it back to its most healthful and thriving living state. Yeah. And so quantum bioenergetics. It works through so, biology to trigger the energetic exchange of the cell. 
so by finding that balance, the uh, the cell knows what it unlocks or uh, it uses its the information that's contained in that cell to regenerate in, in yeah. a certain way. Yeah. It remembers to regenerate. And so and I, I, just very quickly, customers, uh, I like saying customers because uh, I'm used to saying listeners. Um, <laughs> it's, it is frequency and uh, like when you walk into a room, you, sometimes you feel bad vibes and all that type of stuff. This is... Uh, um, What's the word I'm looking for? It's related to that. That's the best way I think I can use it. Where yeah, this is, this it, is yeah, we are, yeah, we're all vibe. It, it's all about vibes, man, yeah, and that's cool. what it is. And so it's this is using it in a healing form because I've I've done uh, a couple of courses with Melissa and uh, finding your cushion uh, <laughs> is a, a straight <laughs> your favorite. Yeah. Well, um, uh, you can do. So like, I know you, you sort of trigger the hand where you can. Uh, is it initiate the hand, not triggered? But um, yeah, yeah, that's what we call it. yeah. Uh, what I uh, do is you put your hands out like that. And for anyone on audio, I'm sticking my hands about 12, 10 centimeters apart, and you just think energy, and then the inside of your hands start to uh, react differently. I've done this for a couple of times where it's like, just think of a box from fingertip to fingertip, thumb to thumb, and then just think, put energy in there. And you do that for about 10, 20 seconds, and then you try and clap. And it's interesting to see how people do it because they do it and this is like a, there's something in the way, um, only briefly, and they go, oh, and then I've had other people sort of ignore that and just try and clap. Because <laughs> look what I did. It's like, yeah, but did you feel there's resistance? And so for me, uh, that's sort of my triggering uh, thing of you've, uh, to quote Obi-Wan Kenobi, you've taken a step into a far more advanced world. <laughs> mm. Well, one of the ways that we know that this works in quantum effect beyond energy as we know it is that it actually gets stronger with distance as well. And that was really the defining moment where we realised we're working in a, in a level of quantum dimensionality rather mm. than just an energetic exchange. But... The beauty of these frequencies being so complex as they are is they do have an electromagnetic presence. Like you just said, we can actually create sensation and palpable magnetic field that gives us response. And that's actually how we came to or how I came to teach the quantum bioenergetic balancing technique, the healing process that we use in QBR healing, um, because we were able to actually feel through the magnetic field that we could create under frequency where the imbalances were in the body, where the actual injury, disease, um, source of disease or source of ailment can be found in the body and bring it back to balance. Fascinating when you've got someone on the table treating them that it's often what not at all what you would expect. Like when you, if you don't know anything about a human body or anything about its physical structure, the physiology, the anatomical structure, um, you don't need to. As you run your hand over that body that's on the table, you you hand instrumental would be pulled to where it needs to go most yeah and we actually engage that as you mentioned before through the thinking we actually use the intent as a switchboard in the subconscious mind to enable the instrumentation of the hand so it can do that uh it's it's as i said everyone can do this but the way i'm describing it sounds complex but when you feel it you'll know it yeah. the moment you feel it it all makes sense to you it all comes back <laughs> 
Yeah, we're, um, I'm going to sort of branch off now because uh, a good point of like the, the, the patient or client that's on the table. The only time you uh, any physical touch is to um, it's the end of the session. You put your hand on mm. the shoulder and uh, say, this is me, and you bring him back because who knows yep. where you go. I don't leave, of course. I'm special. <laughs> Stop it. Uh, yeah, however, it's that it is the, uh, the permission that they give themselves to find that balance and, and heal themselves. Now, what I'm going to get into is um, Team Dark. I'm doing it at bunny ears. They've, <laughs> um, they've manipulated that because you, you, you've known stories of um, a person said, uh, a doctor said to a person, you have three months to live, and that person dies three months later. It's the yeah, power of the guy. mind. And, and then you've other people saying no, and 21 years later they've got four kids and uh, they've survived everything and, and they're moving forward because they didn't believe the person wearing a white coat. It's interesting to see where the manipulation of that mind virus, maybe I don't know, it's the the mind control or the the whatever, however you want to explain it, is Look, the, because we're told because we're told we've got uh, limitations, people believe it. And is that I found a question? Uh, is that part of um, the teaching? Is allowing people to realise, no, you can do this, you can be good at this, you know, underlying saying, you know, you're a God creator spirit and um, anything is possible. You don't open with that, of course, people get freaked out and get, especially, you know, I get chairs thrown at me. But it's, that's it's, it's a, you would have seen in a lot of people have amazement of like, wait a minute, my elbow, that that's perfect. And, you know, stories like that. Mm. Uh, it's funny how, like, I think increasingly, and I might just, maybe this is me being hopeful. I've been doing this for a long time. I've met a lot of people around the planet, but I think increasingly in the recent couple of, excuse me, the recent couple of years as we're seeing vibration lift on the planet, as we're seeing great shift occur on the planet, mm -hmm. more and more people are beginning to understand that this vehicle that we're walking around in, this, this physical human body that we're walking around in is a vehicle that we're looking mm -hmm. through. Yeah. Um, whether you understand what is the whole of you, whether you understand the whole of spirit or the whole of presence or, you know, whether you are spiritual, you believe in God, or whether you want to just go with Gus, which is God, the universe and source, and just keep it nice and generic so you're, you're right either way. Yeah. <laughs> but, or whether you believe in nothing. I think even someone that believes at, at an atheist level, there is more to the presence of the individual than the physical cells that we're walking around in increasingly we're starting to understand that the brain is not the mind. The brain mm. is a tool. And yeah. when we start to understand it as a tool, as an instrument, we start to understand that thinking are the gears that we're using in that brain. And so, yeah, thinking does make it so. And we see that in, in lots of, um, like, the a couple of years ago, uh, Bruce Lipton, Greg Braden, a lot of great individuals put out a collective, um, I guess, documentary called Heal, uh, which is pretty much about the biology of belief. Uh, Bruce oh, yeah. Lipton, yeah, Bruce Lipton is um, one of my favourite people on the planet. I just adore him, mm -hmm. uh, an awesome cellular biologist. And, um, and of course, his book is called Biology of Belief, or one of his books is called Biology of Belief. Very much thinking is instrumental in what you can create for yourself. You need to start to understand that thinking is your paintbrush. Thinking is yeah. the pen you're writing the narrative with. And the more you can control the thoughts and what you allow yourself to hold as a thought, uh, the, the much better off you are in the instrument that you're walking around in. But it's not the be-all and end-all. I mean, I, I'll have people come in that are non-believers, absolutely. They think I'm an idiot. They've only come in because their wife has made them, you know, things like yeah. that. 
And still, I don't need their permission. I don't need their belief. I don't even need their knowing. They will still have a spontaneous, if not phenomenal healing in yeah. the session. Well, uh, that alone tells you there's more to what's happening here. Oh, well, yeah, you've got uh, higher awareness, uh, the subconscious, and it, it could be part of the journey uh, that they wanted. Uh, just going back a little bit about the power of thinking, certain uh, pharmaceutical companies have stopped sharing their um, tests with um, the placebo effect because <laughs> the placebo effect has done better than their actual medicine that they're trying to get out there. Yeah, that's <laughs> um, right. And, and so it's the, yeah, it's the power of belief. Um, and uh, someone, Although, I interestingly, in our own research, because we've done our own research, of course, to try and you can imagine me coming from a very left, left brain background, coming into this extreme crossover between science and spiritual and all that is unknown and all that's occurring, um, caught in the middle of all of that. You can imagine I'm still got this little scientist back in here going, can we just do some research, see if we can find out what the hell's going on? And, yeah. um, and since then, since I've started pushing that, we've actually had a number of papers published in scientific journals around the world with the incredible results that we've had. But our studies have been triple blinded. We've had uh, full controlled studies where we've had control group, placebo, as well as people under session, used me as the sole and singular instrument that conducted the sessions on the hundreds of participants. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and I was uh, one of them. <laughs> You were. That's exactly how we met, wasn't it? Through one of the research yes. chapters a long time ago. But yes. um, um, I'm still working on him, everyone. He's still. <laughs> he's still like, I've still got my. I've still. I've still got my shields up. Yeah, that, that was fun. <laughs> <laughs> but um, uh, yeah, it, through our research, you know, the results that we had, we had sort of control group was nice and level. Placebo group was nice and level which yeah. was fascinating. And then the sessions were through the roof, like exponential curves just going up. And then we had sort of bonus research where we had these bonus healings. We were targeting, uh, like the most recent chapter we did, I targeted depression and nobody wanted me to do it. Like all the scientists, all the researchers, everyone working with me, the universities and tertiary institutions backing the study, uh, didn't want me to target depression too hard. Oh, my God, you know, we're going to get no results. It's going to be awful. Uh, but it's the fastest growing disease on the planet. And I figured, let's hit that. Uh, sure <laughs> yeah. enough. So that was the directive. Uh, the only people that knew that was the directive was myself and the head of research. No one else knew. It was oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely triple blinded everything. Um, and the results were through the roof. Like for depression, it was amazing. But on top of that, people had bonus healings. Lower backs were better. People didn't need eyeglasses anymore. <laughs> people didn't need. There's well, like all kind these of... healings that were fascinating. We started documenting them too. Well, it makes sense because uh, if you're in a lower vibration where you, uh, now I'm not making it trivial, but uh, on a on a certain level, the depression's a choice. If that makes sense, where uh, it can be reinforced because it's very hard to get out of that loop. I've been there myself and I'm not a good one to try and help people because I've got the thing of like, oh, it's easy. I keep forgetting what it was like while in that loop. I'm on the outside yeah. of the loop of like, oh, yeah, it's fine once you figure it out. Yeah, once you figure it out. It um, is a dark, so, slow spiral. So it's, yeah, yeah it's very hard. Yeah, it, you start to spiral and then uh, you, you can throw in a just, um, no, you're awesome. And then that, tr not triggers, but the the depression, the, the programming slash demon, however you want to describe it, kicks in. It's like, he's lying. You're not awesome at all. It's like, <laughs> and you can collapse like that. So it's, um, 
it's fascinating. I, I'm wondering if that's part of the. I'm calling it the change because the someone's taken the event, but there's that there's Earth changes and we're on the Earth uh, with the the Schumann resonance going nuts, uh, as we sort of spoke uh, recently, where the the higher frequency of the Schumann resonance, the lower frequencies cannot. Um, exist in the same thing because of just natural fre low frequencies can't fit into a high frequency because of the structure. Uh, and in, I just thought of Robin Williams where you have to deal with your shit uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, from a spiritual point of view. But it is, in a way, that's part of the cleansing. is, And that's why I think we're seeing people lose their minds is because uh, if they're not aware of the shift, they're feeling it, um, especially um, in our linear time uh, from this interview, the last weekend, uh, my birthday weekend, I'm 16 again, thank you. <laughs> uh, the, the Schumann Residence uh, was um, peaking and making all these lovely uh, shapes as well as a full moon. And the term lunatic become, comes from the full moon because it's lunar. And oh, once again, I found it. <laughs> Let me ramble enough. I'll get to a question. Uh, <laughs> how, how can uh, when when there is a full moon, what does that do to the magnetic energetics uh, of the planet? And why, why do people start freaking out? Is it the boost in the electromagnetic or is it just magnetic or? What do you well, see? It's well documented through many centuries that the full moon would, you know, that's why lunatics were called lunatics. It yeah. was, it's a full given and you'll find in any hospital record or anywhere that it is on the full moon that they have uh, a lot more admissions into emergency than any other night. Um, yeah. And so it's, it is, it, uh, the electromagnetics and the moon that we just had, you're talking about the weekend just gone where the Schumann resonance is going nuts. We've got coronavirus, you know, <laughs> just, I'm trying to think of the right words, but it's pretty much just rampaging across the planet right now. Mm. Um, and then we had the the full moon, which was actually a super moon as well. Uh, I think there's only two this year of those. Yeah, I and, just imagine um, I just imagine the moon wearing a cape. It just that's why I laughed. Mm. Super moon. <laughs> Go ahead, sorry. But extra big appears extra close to the planet and extra yeah. magnetics. Now, of yes. course, we are electromagnetic beings. We exist in a state of vibration. And, of course, the brain is well known for its electromagnetic transfers, its, electro, its neurotransmitters, its uh, electromagnetic fields. We now know an awful lot about the electromagnetic field around the heart itself as well, that it's gigantic. So it has its own um, effect from such a thing as well, from from moon and and solar flares and and Schumann resonance going off the yeah. Richter and you know well, we have all these things and all of these things were happening in the past forty eight hours. Andrew and Bartz so, has actually pointed out the uh, there's an element of the brain type of stuff with the uh, digestive tract as well, which makes sense because that's pure health. I uh, absolutely whole... believe I absolutely believe the liver also has its own mm. brain. Yeah, um, the, the liver is. Uh, equally if not more fascinating than the heart the heart is something spectacular it's just an amazing amazing being but um the liver is so complex and so dense uh, for sure it has its own neurological structure in there as well that mm. is effectively a brain effectively uh, a memory like we know that there's at least 40,000 neurons in the heart i'm sure we would find that in the liver i would really encourage heart math if you're listening guys you get in there. i've messaged them yeah. quite a few times saying how about we look into the liver as well can you yeah can so yeah yeah liver math for its own page it's like heart math liver math which <laughs> probably explains why alcohol uh is prevalent so like dumbing down the liver because <laughs> it's like i know how to oh hang on i've got to process all the alcohol you swine <laughs> <laughs> 
Of course, the great work by Anthony William, who um, is the conduit for, well, he's medical medium. He's, um, uh, lots of his books are out now. And uh, and he is the conduit or the channel for um, a particular spirit that has brought so much genuine wisdom as to the human body's health and how it can transpire. And they actually, he has a, he has a book that is called Liver Rescue that Ooh, okay. is absolutely about the importance of liver health above pretty much everything else. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it's quite amazing. I can't recommend that enough too. Just um, mm. to clarify, you were talking about Andrew Bartis, the galactic historian. Was that yes. the gentleman? You're... Yeah, okay. Yes. Yep. Terrific guy. Yes. Uh, it's interesting. Check out uh, his uh, history of the galaxy and what's been going on on Earth. And you thought, like, you know, uh, intense Doctor Who subplots were, <laughs> like, fascinating. This, he, you know, goes back 50 million years with timelines and everything else. Like, you know, um, Lemuria and Mu, Atlantis, that's, like, the final <laughs> stage before this one goes way back. So, you know, be careful of that rabbit hole. <laughs> <laughs> but if you like a good story, <laughs> it's a oh, fantastic good story. If you yeah. like a good trip, jump down that rabbit hole, I say. Well, see, now, uh, humanity always forgotten that we have this ability to heal ourselves and we're well, supposed let's, to... Let's be really honest with, with your listeners and your viewers and your customers, yeah, <laughs> apparently. Yeah. I, I, st I stole that. Yeah, Well, no, I stole that from a guy from um, a game show from the 1950s on the ABC. <laughs> he always referred to... I think it was the ABC. He always referred to the viewers as customers. Mm -hmm. And my plan is to get monetization and there's ads... And people should look at the ads. So, um, I'm, and it's customary uh, that I should make money. <laughs> but um, we, we actually had the discussion about why this has come back. So prior to this, we, one of the reasons we decided to do this interview is because we had the discussion about the fact that people had forgotten. Somewhere hmm. along the way, the human race lost sight of the fact that they had this incredible ability. But... Vibratory medicine isn't new to the human race at all. We know, and uh, Greg Braden has unveiled recent in recent times, Greg Braden's unveiled some pretty amazing discoveries about Mayans and uh, how they used vibratory communication and at very much a quantum level. Um, of course, he, he's got to be one of the best uh, sort of, I don't know if he's acknowledged as a, as a historian or, or um, I don't know, is he? But he's amazing at discovering the depths of the history of the human race. He's amazing mm. at unveiling the um, – and he's come up with some fantastic and, and fascinating elements where we know that we did know this ability millennia ago. Yeah. We know that it's um, more than likely, if, if you're a fan of Christianity, it's pretty likely Jesus was using something like this. Yeah. It's um, – you know, you can go to any of the great prophets and teachers um, that we learn from and listen to to this day, the Buddha, Jesus, you know, the greats, um, and they have worked at a quantum communicative level because this is a, a quantum communicative level. While it's shown it to us initially as an incredible healing ability that we all have, as I've worked with this process over the last 15 years, longer, um, it has shown itself in so many ways. It's expanding in its communication. It's expanding in its multidimensional uh, recognition in terms of our ability to be able to see it and to work with it and work through it. Uh, so the process of healing itself remains phenomenal, literally phenomenal. It is yeah. quite amazing what it does. 
as we've gone on, we've learned how to use it more and more efficiently and effectively for various diseases, problems, and I'm going to say viruses. Yes, this does work on viruses. Yeah. Um, there are a lot of people that would call themselves healers and gurus and all that sort of people around the world that work in these same frequencies. There are some greats and there's some not so greats that people follow. Yeah. But um, uh, all of them work in the same frequency, but not all of them work in the same integrity. And so well, one of the things... There's intent, isn't there? Yeah. With with the healing is intent because if you... Uh, there is an energy exchange, like you do sessions and someone pays you, there's that energy exchange, which strangely enough in the universe of energy, that makes sense. However, yes. it's you, you come with an integrity and intent where it's to help people. And so you're giving energy and the, the money uh, used as a talisman is given back. Uh, and you can uh, you would know you don't have to say who they are because that's not on that's not cricket uh but you would see someone that's um had a peak of being successful and then they their ego kicks in it's like i'm a rock star and then they're not making any more money because uh, they're not actually following uh the the light if i can put it that way where they want to identify yeah. Yeah. I mean, look for the ones that have slapped a trademark or a license on it that you can't use it without their certificate or their registration or that's yeah. rubbish. This gift is yours. You have always been able to use it. Mm -hmm. You have always had the ability to heal yourself at a phenomenal level and not just at the physical level, but at the very many levels um, and very many dimensions, even karmically, we can dance into this. And so this work over the last couple of decades has, has drifted into all elements of spirituality, uh, all elements of healing. I've worked in you know, on dirt floors in Indonesia with some of the most fascinating and incredibly effective healers I've ever met in the world. And then at the same time, I've been in lounge rooms with Pleiadian light workers that have shown me a whole other range of work through very yeah. forward dimensions mm. um, and working through the grid work through the dimensions. And then we, you know, it takes me to sitting down with His Holiness the Dalai Lama and then it takes me to sitting down with an oncologist in New York to discuss why on earth he's still prescribing a chemotherapy that no one's used for 20 years because it's toxic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, like, you know, it comes in all for, ways and forms. And, and I'm very fortunate that I get to cross all of those lines in the hope mm. to get everything the individual that comes before me needs so that they can do what they need to do. Um, I will say I don't call myself a healer. I don't like the term healer, but it's the easiest way for yeah. me to explain what I do. But one of the reasons I don't like to say, oh, I'm a healer, is because it immediately puts the onus on me and not on them, on yeah, the person yeah. asking for help. They, get, they so, give permission to you instead of permission to themselves. The minute they hand over that responsibility, we have a challenge. You know, the minute yeah. that they're not willing to own that this is their path. Um, yeah. And so it's just I was joking the other day in an interview about the various ways Someone can say no when I say, are you ready for this change? Are you ready for this healing? Are you ready to re regain yeah. your life and actually thrive inside it now? And there's so many versions of no, it's just not funny. You either say yes or I've seen everyone. I've tried everything. Well, we'll see if this works too, shall we? It's, a, like, it's just so many versions of no. It's a closed question. <laughs> A or B. <laughs> yeah. Now, the, like with your course, um, when someone uh, graduates uh, or they get a piece of paper, but uh, you refer to them as facilitators instead of healers because uh, they're facilitating uh, that um, seeing or the the possibility or what's the word, right word? Where, yeah, thank you. Yeah, they, you, you, they, <laughs> they, they, uh, they create the environment where 
the person on the table decides to uh, change. Now it's it's just not physical. It could be uh, emotional and uh, spiritual, karmic. Like that's why I sort of I giggle, but I'm sort of slightly upset because you know people drift away. Like, I remember one course, a gentleman you had to bring him back because <laughs> he was way yeah. out there. Yeah, it's like I don't want to go. No, let me. However, you know, people even uh, lying on the table, they see colourful mosaics, like um, a, a kaleidoscope, and everything else like that. I, me and you just talk while you're just tweaking. Yeah, you know, I feel like I'm a Studebaker. <laughs> uh, but I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. That fix that, chase the fame. But but I think from my my journey, that's how. Like for me, this is retirement in a certain way. And so I do all my work when I'm asleep and cause I, I still, I, I do mention your stories where I apparently take you time traveling in the astral yeah. and yeah, you have to take a sick bag travel. and you have to, uh, you have to take a sick bag with you because <laughs> like, look, a wormhole. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember none of these yeah, ladies and gentlemen, none, I, actually, I have no I, idea. I, whenever you've done that, I actually will get physically nauseous. Like I just, yeah. it's, you know, we're going down wormholes at such a rate that it's just, you love it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, right. Ever since I gave birth to twins, I've just never left that morning sickness. I carry, I carry nausea <laughs> so easy. But, it's, um, but uh, yeah, it, look, there is, and it, that's one of the reasons why I just had to address. So, so maybe we should go back again and talk about how on earth I came to recognise I'm here to pass this on uh, yeah. because I was – in my late twenties before I finally owned the fact that I'm here to do this work. And I had to just slap myself and just wake up. Yes. It's scary. Yeah. Everyone's going to think you woo woo and you're nuts. People are going to call you all sorts of names and accuse you of being mentally ill of all sorts of diagnosis. And, um, but on the other flip side of that is you've had the experiences of people healing all the way because that's what triggered you. It's like, hang on yeah. that, you know, um, as a fake example, that that leg grew back <laughs> you know, t- tendons and stuff like that where it's like though that's healed way too fast than usual because uh, you were working with muscles and, and rehabilitation and it took sh- shorter than usual and so you've had that uh um the you know even the, even as affirmation I, all the way through i think about five days ago um, I had a client text me and say that, you know, she had a, some sort of neck injury, bad headache, all sorts of things are going on. She had a pinched nerve and arm was hurting and everything. And um, and I tuned in to work on her remotely. I was nowhere near her. I wasn't looking at her. And I tuned in and said to her, okay, listen, there's going to be a few cracks in your neck and then all the pain's going to wash slowly away like I've cracked an egg on top of your head. Yeah. Uh, I said, the minute, the minute you feel that egg roll over you, it's, it'll be gone. Mm-hmm. And she um, told me the next day, when I actually saw her, that that's exactly what happened. She couldn't believe it. Apparently she just talked her husband's ear off because it was so exciting. <laughs> and um, But I actually still, even with all that I've seen and the thousands of clients I've seen around the world and the little two-year-old in the slums of India that was blind and then, I, you know, 30 minutes later she could see and everything yeah. that I've seen around the world, I still love to hear that confirmation. I still love to hear, that's right, this works. It's <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, it's a bit of a stand-up comic type of thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, the uh, interesting thing is that uh, in a way you're the tip of the spear, your forefront, because you've been doing it for 15 years. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, as I keep saying, you're not Jesus, you need disciples because you, you can't save 7 billion people, but yeah. you can share the idea. Uh, so uh, that's where the courses come in so and you can share uh, information and everything else like that. Question that I'm sure someone may be thinking, 
can you sell self heal? Like you know. Oh, yeah. What, yeah, it's because like obviously I mean, you can help tweak. And... Oh yeah, because <laughs> excuse me. Oh yeah, yeah. The self healing processes that we've developed are fantastic. If I say so myself, like all the time I'm looking to develop more efficient tools, more effective ways to use this, better ways that we can use this physical instrument of the body to transfer these frequencies more efficiently. But you can imagine that the first place we have to start is to rebalance the self. We're no use mm. to anyone if we can't take care of us. You know, yeah. um, if we're falling apart. What use are we to anyone else anyway? Yeah. And so it's um, even if all you want to help is your family or your loved ones or, or, you know, you're working in a dog shelter or anything like that, then, you know, you still have to take care of you first. The processes that we now have in self-healing are so good and we have, um, we have some brilliant versions of it. One of the things I will say, and I will see if I can extend it. I'll just write this down. Um, if you actually go to QBI Healing, you'll see at the front page there's a pop-up where you put in your email address and you get a link to go to a free self-healing course. It's a free, what we call the mudra self-healing. It's one that you can use anywhere, anytime, for the rest of your life, as many times as you like. Yeah. And it's about to be monetized. The, the powers that be in QBI Healing don't like that I'm offering that for everyone <laughs> for free. Yeah. And uh, so it's about to be monetized. They're about to start charging. I think it's going to be $75 to do that, to actually do that particular course. My advice to you is go to it, go and grab it now. It's free. I'll see if I can extend it for another week before they take that free pop-up down because uh, it's quite the argument in-house about that one. <laughs> well, It shows the... very much that as I head up QBI Healing, I very much want everyone to know they can do this for themselves. And if yeah. all you ever do is that little mudra self-healing that I teach, it's like an eight-minute online thing. Yeah. Um, if all you ever do is that, um, that's brilliant. That's a great one. That's a great one for all sorts of things to help you sleep, to help make you feel better, to calm your anxiety, to lift some of the dark of the depression. Um, no, it's not going to be as powerful as getting on the table and having a full session with a facilitator, but it is a great one to start with. Um, we have other self-healing processes where it's a full immersion process. We now actually run um, a balancing technique process where we actually effectively run um, a, um, oh my goodness, it's, it's an assessment tool effectively really that runs over the body and points to the imbalances and actually accelerates the vibration in them during the process yeah. of the self-healing. Yeah. Very, very cool. It's almost like a plate of glass goes over you. It's very cool. Yeah. We have. I remember, um, I, remember, I remember you teaching a couple of, you, you just run your hand up and down like a scanner. Like, you know, because I'm from the sci-fi world, you, oh, no, your arms, the scanner. Out. This is one when you're on the table or you're on your bed and you actually checked out and you run it through. It's really cool. But yeah. the latest one and the one I'm excited about and no doubt the rest of the planet needs to know about quickly is the self-healing process with a viral protocol. Viruses, yeah. viruses are very different to any other imbalance in the body. A virus is something that is a, a life force unto its own within the yeah. body. It's it's conscious in a certain way, isn't it? Of its own making, yes. And we're seeing yeah. more and more of these come about on the planet that are remarkably intelligent. We're seeing um, as permafrost is melting and glaciers are breaking away, you know, viruses that have been dormant for millennia are now being revived. And mm. so we're seeing things that have been, you know, um, static for many, many thousands of years reawakening where there are species on the planet that have really no facility or capacity to deal with them. Uh, yeah. Not yet. We will have. We will adapt because that's what you do. We live in yeah, a state of vibration. Cool. We will entrain to the environment. It's, it's very we, human. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Humans adapt to everything. 
So, of course, we've got this coronavirus that has been unleashed upon the planet and it's um, right now is the time. So I was actually just discussing with the operations manager about how we're going to rapidly get the viral protocol self-healing out to all that need it because we've only just refined it to the point that we're ready to teach it and then the coronavirus mm. has happened. And well, so, interesting, interesting enough is because uh, we've we've had chats and most people I've spoken to something feels off. I don't know what that off is, but something feels off with the whole thing. And you, uh, for the whatever, yeah, the coronavirus yeah. feels okay. off. Now, to, trying to find positives, which is an interesting statement, but finding positives in it, uh, the authorities uh, are being exposed because they suck technical term, uh, and the way that the media is pumping out the fear. Um, my question is, uh, how much of the fear is actually contributing to this, not the spread, but uh, the from a health point of view? Because if you're in a lower frequency in fear, there's more chance of it coming in uh, because the mortality rate's very low, but apparently um, the, the media, it's basically Stephen King's The Stand. We're all going to die. And so, like, yeah, but again <laughs> so uh what's, I was actually, how can you see sarcastic. in an interview earlier this morning i was very sarcastically saying in that interview but bear in mind everyone excuse my sarcasm but um i was saying we really need to put out some sort of award to the marketers because they finally got it right they tried so hard with the bird flu with sars with ebola with you know with measles they've finally got the marketing mix right the fear-mongering is finally working for them and it's yes. <laughs> so we need to give the award to the marketers that finally got the royals in the right place. But yeah, the what the media is doing with this, I mean, every news channel you listen to, even those that you might think have more integrity that aren't operating from a place of fake news or whatever else. But, but God, I hate using that term. But um, uh, all of them, their opening story is coronavirus. You know, Italy is shut down, and people are. You know, it's all about so many people have died now. They're not actually saying, you know. He was 95 and had a heart condition, and yeah. this gentleman was, you know, there's predisposed. They're not actually the people have died. Well, you know, like the, the flu actually just just yeah, your your average flu. I sound very Australian. <laughs> just your average flu, but the flu can kill has killed more than the coronavirus in the same amount of time or something like. Different flu seasons have had different reactions. But, I mean, we had a yeah. couple of really bad flu seasons in the last two, three years. We've seen a lot of people go down with influenza. And yeah. one of the things, that, uh, again, I was speaking to someone else again this morning that they were saying, oh, no, the same interview. A uh, lady was saying that she recently took her 81-year-old mother to the doctor um, and the doctor said your mother should get the flu vaccine. And I said, actually, I, for me, I wouldn't do it. Yeah. And I said, uh, I said, I wouldn't do it. And the doctor's theory was at least you'd have some resistance to the corona and yeah. uh, to the coronavirus, which is causing influenza. And no, no, she wouldn't because it's a different vaccine. Yeah. And the coronavirus, as is commonly known, is a synthetic virus that's actually a patented virus that was constructed, you know, synthetically. Yeah. And so it's a different, it's not your natural every day. <laughs> Well, it's, yeah, just, yeah, yeah, not, yeah, yeah. Well, the <laughs> thing is, um, people not, mainly don't die from uh, the, the coronavirus itself. It's very similar to AIDS and HIV, isn't it? it uh, the the main virus attacks the immune system, and then someone coughs. You know, it's, the, it's usually some a secondary thing that takes the person out, from my understanding. Where well, it's uh, the, the other help. 
yeah, the the other health problems are are expanded or exacerbated because um, the coronavirus just works on the immune system, and if you're weakened, anything can happen. Is that a good That's way right. of saying? Yeah. That's right. When the immune system's been suppressed while it's trying to fight something else, other things can get hold as well. Yeah. But um, this virus does actually cause similar or almost identical, in fact, to the SARS virus. It does cause damage to the lungs where the lungs effectively do get kind of eaten away. They end up with patches of damage. And that's actually how they started to identify the coronavirus much earlier in, in its um, identification because they do a lung, they started doing chest x-rays and seeing, oh, it's the same pattern that we saw in the SARS virus. Yes, this is corona. Um, yeah. The problem that you have with that is there is lung damage. And so if it gets to that stage, if you get to a severe level, uh, there is lung damage. And the problem that you have with that is when people actually get better, if it recurs too quickly, yeah. if if they're not 100% and they go back to work and before they're ready to and everything like that, then they have a recurrence of the coronavirus. That's when the high, you've got a real risk of mortality. Like there's a, it's, um, but it is, it has a similar mortality rate to any flu. It's affecting the same people, um, the elderly, the frail. The you know it's um and this particular virus seems to be affecting people of any Asian descent more than mm. anyone else on the planet too. Yeah, talking so, on our, my round uh, the roundtable I do uh, Planet Collingwood, it, I explain there's two different there's two different numbers. There's the the Chinese number because uh, the Chinese government's not really forthright now, are they? Uh, and you've got everywhere else. And the thing is, uh, people from Asian descent seem to have it uh, outside of China, but we're not seeing entire, like, say, Box Hill being... You know, not every Asian person outside of China is collapsing. Uh, so I'm not sure. Maybe it's a, a strange balance or it's because it started there. I mean, there's, there's doomsayers that saying that, um, you know, the Team Dark, the Cabal are trying to take over the planet by killing everybody. Well, they released it in China. Look at all the stringent uh, security forces and infrastructure. If you want to, now, I'm not giving any ideas away, people, but if you want to do that, you do that in Africa because they don't have any infrastructure or border control. So it's, 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 you just start seeing the numbers. And, but I think we're at the point now, and correct me if I'm wrong, uh, people, just one person interacts with, like, uh, interacts with um, a crowd and then it starts to spread that way. There was a guy at a Tool concert, apparently, in Auckland that turned out he had it. And so this is adding to the fear because the media is like, you know, death, famine, AIDS type thing. Uh, however, if you're standing next to someone, it doesn't guarantee you'll get it, but you should be wary of it. It has a slow incubation as well. Yeah. So you could be exposed to someone and not to start to show any symptoms or feel any effects if you're going to feel any effects yeah. um, for 14, 16 days. And yeah. that's a long time. I mean, there was a doctor here in Melbourne that uh, tested positive for it. And all he had, now this is a gentleman that was 70, he came back from a flight um, and he had a scratchy throat, bit of a runny nose, was feeling a bit tired. That was about it. He didn't. Yeah feel like he had a full bone flu. He didn't feel like he even had a cold. He just felt like he had a small virus that wasn't much of a concern. And then about five days later did a swab and, and to his surprise and horror, it swabbed positive for coronavirus. Yeah. Um, and in that time he had seen patients in his own clinic. He had been around all sorts of people. He'd gone into yeah. nursing homes with his work. Now this is a man also that is 70 years old Um mm. And, and, yes, he's a working doctor and everything. So it's a man that was in the older end of, of the human race. Mm. And uh, and even then, 
an untreated case of coronavirus didn't have a whole lot of symptoms or effects. Let's bear in mind too that we're not seeing this man in ICU. You know, like yeah. he's still walking around and in fact he's, you know, very public at the moment because he's fighting the fact that the public health minister has tried to make him a villain. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, we'll see. The, the, the so people if are... He is, um, if he is yeah. unwell... Yeah, but, um, yeah. Uh, it's... Uh, the people are taking it, taking whatever's going on to their advantage. Um, mm. the, 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 like, be wary of a politician where... Like, I never get the statement right, but a, a crisis is uh, too good of an ch- opportunity to waste. Uh-huh. And so they use it. So, like uh, I've argued for many time on the roundtable where uh, was it released or accidentally released? And it's like, it doesn't really matter at this point in time. If it was even accidentally, people are still f- uh, using it to their thing, uh, to their advantage. Well, what I find interesting... Global economy bombed out. But that's this is a trigger point for the the economy was going to do this anyway because it's just toxic derivatives and it's mathematically going to do it. What I find interesting, this is why I think um, it was an accidental release, is that the the people who think they're in charge are freaking out, and so all their plans have either been moved up or they're adapting their plans to try and uh, control humanity. Uh, and then you have you, the way it's. Yeah, comedic mind. You have to look at, you know, observe these weird things where apparently uh, the coronavirus, where uh, there's phlegm and mucus and coughing. Clearly, I need to buy more toilet paper. Yeah, <laughs> it's just, like I've seen a, a meme where it's like 50% of Australians uh, with toilet paper, and it's a crowd running towards something. I think it's from a music festival or something like that. And then uh, the other half of Australia is Ice Cube going, "What?" <laughs> it's like it's it's just really weird. Where hand sanitizer and toilet paper. Um, in Sydney and Woolworths, two women have been arrested because they nearly got into a knife fight over toilet paper. Oh and yeah, it's just ridiculous where now yeah. I think they've had that first wave and uh, in a way that insanity will um, pan itself out because a lot of people have bought a lot of toilet paper. You, you're fine. And so like people who need toilet paper like me in about a month, I'll leave the house <laughs> and go buy some. So, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yes. Look, it's um one of the first things that confused me was why toilet paper? But I, I was actually yeah. on a panel. I was on a panel a few days ago and a psychologist on there was saying that it's because toilet paper is large. It's yeah. it's because it's visual and it's big. And so they're frantically trying to get the big multi-packs, you know, like they're yeah. – um, and, and he said it's to have a lot of those stocked in your house, you feel safer. You've got a visual that says I've got a lot of stuff. Yeah, and yeah. he said it's like um, – and I said – I said to me, it's you know, I I said because on this panel when I was speaking to this gentleman, I, I said um, I went into my health food store and ironically bought Chinese herbs because <laughs> because in terms of viruses and uh, Chinese herbs are a brilliant you know millennia of wisdom are in there and so um so i bought chinese herbs thinking okay well if something's going to hit any of my children or i and we're a bit run down better have some stocks just to make sure it's a bit early in the season we haven't really hit flu season or the winter season in the summer southern hemisphere yet but what fascinated me is they had absolute abundance stock of all yeah. sorts of vitamins anti-cold antivirals all sorts of great stuff and they had heaps and, yeah. I'm, and this is what you would expect. This is probably what should be running off the shelf. Yeah. 
Yeah. And even more so things like, um, you know, things, basic things like multivitamins and echinacea and garlic tablets and things that will boost your immune system so that you don't get sick. Preventative medicine, preventative health is really what should be rocketing off these shelves. And so I I said to him, that was, that was shocked me that the toilet, the absolute where the crickets are creaking in the toilet paper aisle, there's nothing in there. Um, but what I find what I find interesting is uh, you know um, you need to wash your hands uh, you need hand sanitizer you need to do this and this 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 and this and I'm thinking oh you mean Tuesday because it's all this stuff that <laughs> all the stuff that um, yeah yeah um, <laughs> uh, Melissa was using her hands to uh, wash her hands uh, for those on the audio yeah, yeah. <laughs> wash your fingertips but, and under your nails everyone like you know yeah get but it. yeah but everything it's like oh uh, to protect yourself from the coronavirus, do this, this, and this. It's like, shouldn't you be doing that already? Like cover your mouth when you cough. And you know, I'm I'm from the 20th century. We used to do that. You know, you had a hanky and you cough and you you wash your hands and instead of everything. And it's just amazing. Everyone's like, you people haven't been washing your hands for decades. What's wrong? <laughs> it's it's really weird. Like going back to where uh, well, a positive my, my side own is. Children. I did the whole. I saw an yeah. article, like a headline in, in on, on one of the reports saying, you know, how to, de- how to explain coronavirus to your children. And I thought, you yeah, haven't really sat down and said to the kids, okay, this is how it works. So I've sat down and said to my children, I have five, and I sat down and said to my children, all right, so you need to wash your hands every time before you eat um, and, <laughs> and every time you go to the toilet. Mm-hmm. And, and I said, and I just want you to stay clean and just remember, well, more than we already do, yeah, because yeah, you've taught and, them and well. I, oh, I always do that. Yeah, okay, just yeah, that's right. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing great. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right, my work is done. But um, but at the same time, I I have I like my kids getting like as they've grown up as little toddlers and and little moppets and all the rest. I love them getting dirty. I love them getting out there in the dirt yeah. and playing with the bugs and yeah. playing with things. And that's built their immune system as well. Yeah, strangely enough, it's because that actually builds the immune system because the human is adapting to the environment. What I find fascinating is, uh, I'm going to mention vaccines, <laughs> uh, the people aren't allowing their kids to play in the dirt and then they give um, 37 vaccines by the age of four mm. and they wonder why they're sick. It's because the immune system's been bombarded before uh, it can actually take hold and or adapt to, you know, like, I'm sure we've eaten dirt. And even if, like, at, you know, in our 20s where we've gone camping or something or, you know, even with uh, working in the military, your mouth opens and there's dust. You, know, you don't plan on doing it. You don't have a three-course meal. Or like, oh, dust, and then I'm going to have some dirt, and oh, I think I'll have some muddy water for for dessert. Yeah, you know, it, stuff goes in. Um, I I realized this morning I have a very um good nose because the amount of crap I get out of it in the morning. <laughs> like, obviously, <laughs> I I need a I need an air uh, an air evaporator or something or um uh, uh, a carbon scrubber or something. But you know, it's like I go to bed clean, wake up ah oh, you know, like someone's pushed a hay bale up there. Uh, so I'm sharing again, aren't I? <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> oh yeah, it's, it's people say don't pick your don't pick your nose. But if I don't, I won't. Eventually, I won't be able to breathe. I have to. <laughs> there has to be some cleaning involved. Oh, <laughs> I'm look, sorry. I'm- I'm not a lady when it comes to sneezing. I've never, I've always been a loud sneezer. But when I sneeze, it's one sneeze and I clear the olfactory. Yes. I just say, Poo! 
Yeah, yeah but you aim for yeah, yeah, I'm sure you aim for your hands or um, a, a Kleenex or sorry, uh, I'm not sponsored by them, a tissue or a hanky. But you don't sort of sneeze and and bless the room <laughs> with your. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah there you go. And yeah, exactly. And with with like with coronavirus and any viruses, and we're going to see a lot going around the planet over the next 10, 15 years before we really get this nailed. But um, with that, yeah, sneeze into your elbow, cough into your elbow. If you're sick, wear a mask. Yeah. Like, so that you don't spread it. Take nice. self responsibility. Yeah. Like yes. it's um. So I a, yeah. A small- I had a small routine for uh, if I go back to stand up because I catch buses a lot to take my stepdad to uh, physio and uh, it needs near the Asian suburbs. And it's I find it fascinating uh, when they're healthy, they wear a mask, but when they get sick, <laughs> they just bless the whole bus. Not so much now because <laughs> of the coronavirus, but before that. Um, it's it was it just a strange observation of like you know people coughing and everything. I was like, shouldn't you be wearing a mask? Or the thinking is, well, the mask didn't work and I'm sick, so I'm going to help everyone. Yeah, it, it's just um, a comedic observation. Now we're coming up to the end of the hour. Okay. Uh, thank you for coming on. We've probably got about five, probably got five six minutes, but I know how we try and end a conversation. <laughs> I, <laughs> Week two, still trying to say goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can finish this for us. Listen, uh, if you need to find more, you need to get in touch with me or anyone on the amazing tribal that is QBI Healing. And I've got to tell you, I've got the best people that work at QBI Healing. They're just the most awesome individuals. Go to qbihealing.com. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. You can find me as an individual on all of those things too. Um, and you can contact us through any and all of those vehicles as well. I'll, and I'll that's be putting a link place. in the bottom, in the, the description and um, on the radio as well. I, used to say. I do that. So it's, you know, um, symbiotic thing. You come on, you help me out. And we still have to talk sponsorship, but that, that'll yeah. be off here. Oh, look, not a problem. But, um, yeah, look, and thanks for having me and for sharing, and particularly because we knew this was going to be a bit frustrating because of viruses and coronas and things that are going on around us, but it's also because people need to hear about it. So thanks for the opportunity to help us help more people. Well, yeah, that's the thing where, like, uh, I've done my my mission of uh, waking people up. I'm here to um, just share ideas and make them laugh. And uh, we, you know, we didn't even get into uh, the Schumann resonance and what's happening spiritually or whatever is happening, where the split and all this type of well, stuff. Let's, so let's do another show on the axial initiation. Well, see, yes, because then uh, we could really get into that. Yes, because I've forgotten what that is. So yes, <laughs> that, that's a perfect. Like, uh, remember, so part two coming soon. <laughs> <laughs> I will leave you here. Excellent. Yes, so, yes, uh, <laughs> uh, thank you for watching and listening, everyone. Um, if you're on YouTube, like, subscribe, comment, and share. Uh, if you do comment, be nice. Uh, and if you're um, listening to the podcast, uh, force everyone you know to listen to it. I said that out loud. Anyway, that was the Monty Dean Show. She's Melissa. I'm Monty. You're awesome. And uh, we'll be back soon. I have no idea what's happening next week, but, you know... <laughs> I live in the past. No, I don't. I live in the future. See, I can't even finish. (laughs) We'll be back soon.